Isaiah chapter 21 verse 9 says, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And then lo and behold, when you come over into the New Testament to the book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 8, guess what? You have exactly the same words, identical phraseology. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. So there are many, many times that the New Testament quotes from the Old Testament and we don't even realize it. And I only discovered this particular verse this past week, the fact that it's quoted in the Old Testament. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of singing these hymns and of being in your house today. And now, our Lord, we are asking for your help as we come to your word. Prepare our hearts to receive the message today. And we pray that we all may learn from your word today. We pray that you will help us. And we pray now that a hush will descend upon our gathering. And Lord, that you'll take tiredness from us, both physically and mentally. And Lord, make it possible for us to concentrate today on the the passages that we have read and the message that you have for us today. Lord, we just Pray that you'll undertake for speaker and hear alike. And we ask that the Holy Spirit will be our teacher. Bless the children, even in children's church just now, we ask of thee and the good seed of your word that has been sown in their hearts in the Sunday school and Bible class. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It was in the year 1961 that the Berlin Wall was built, built to separate East Germany from West Germany. On the 9th of November 1989, that same wall fell, and it was a day that was celebrated around the world when the people of East Germany were liberated from the oppression of communism and Marxism. Uh, Some of us, I'm sure, can um, see the images in our mind. We can visualize the images of men with sledgehammers striking the Berlin Wall as it came down. It was a day to celebrate Here in Revelation chapter 14, we have this announcement by the angel, and it's certainly a time for celebration, because something else has fallen. This time it's not the Berlin Wall, rather it's Babylon. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Today in our world... There is a system that is being built. Now one day it will fall, but at the present time it's being erected and it's being constructed. I'm referring, of course, to Babylon, to the system, the the anti-God system that defies the living God. Because that's really what Babylon is, and that's what the Bible means in Revelation 14, verse 8, when it refers to Babylon. This 
evil, satanic system uh, on this earth that shakes its fist at the Lord, at the Creator, and says, we will not have you to rule over us. That system is being built even as we worship here today. Have you ever heard the phrase, build back better? Three words. I've heard that phrase. Build back better. Mr. Johnson has used it. Mr. Biden has also used it. Mr. Trudeau has used it. Miss Ardern in New Zealand has used it. And many other world leaders and uh, bureaucrats have been bandying around this term, build back better. The idea is that we build our economies back after the COVID pandemic. I don't believe a word of it. I don't believe for one moment that they want to rebuild the economies of the world. But I believe with all my heart that what they actually want to do is to rebuild Babylon. They want to build this evil anti-Christ system once again, you see in Genesis chapter 11, we read it last Sunday, or two weeks ago rather, we read of how the Tower of Babel was constructed. And I believe that the cry of world leaders today, those who hate Christ and his gospel, their cry is back to Babel. Back to Babel. For one final act of rebellion against the Almighty God. We're, we're thinking of a, a globalist system. It's a system that uh, covers the globe. It, it's right across the world. It's worldwide. It's an international system. A tower, a modern day tower of Babel is being built today. And our Prime Ministers, our presidents, politicians, bureaucrats, when they say build back better, I believe with all my heart what they're really saying is back to Babel. Of course, the Tower of Babel was man's uh, attempt to form his own religion, a one world religion, we could say, a new world order. Is that not what's happening today? Is that not what our leaders, our bureaucrats, our politicians want to resurrect today? This new world order, this dystopia, we would call it, where the true God is ruled totally out of the equation and a false God and idolatry is set up in his place. Babylon. Yes, thank God, one day Babylon will fall. This demonic system will one day will collapse but before it collapses obviously it has to be built and the scaffolding is going up all around us in the world today we can't see it much of it is clandestine under the radar but it is nonetheless being built there are three arms to babylon three if you like, it's, if, you, if you want to think of a tower, a modern-day tower of Babel with three levels or three stories, there are three elements to Babylon. There's the commercial element, 
There's the political element. There's the religious element. I want us to think today about the commercial element. There are those in our world today, sinister individuals behind the scenes who are trying to build commercial Babylon. We could call them architects of commercial Babylon. Commerce, business, money, finances. One of the architects is Klaus Schwab. I don't know whether you've ever come across the name. He is the executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. He has written a book entitled The Great Reset. And uh, in his book he says that, that the COVID pandemic is a narrow window of opportunity for us to reset the world's economy. That's code language for getting rid of cash and bringing in a digital currency, a worldwide global currency. You're back to the mark of the beast. You're back to Mr. Swab getting under your skin literally with a chip. And you can't buy or sell unless you have this microchip. You may have your little pooch at home, and of course it has to be microchipped. The day is coming when uh, evil bureaucrats will plan that every one of us here today will also be microchipped. It's all about control, folks, you see. Satan wants control, and he's not omnipotent, and he can't be everywhere at once. But he he craves control. He craves to be like Almighty God who is omnipotent, who can be everywhere at once, who is in supreme control, by the way. Satan wants to be like God. And this is his strategy that he will have digital ID on every human being on the planet. And so he will know and the powers that be who serve him will know exactly where we are at at any given time in order to control human beings. Klaus Schwab in his book he has said that by the year 2030 we will own nothing and we will be happy about it. Basically saying people will be happy just as long as they're safe. Safety, physical safety, health will be the priority and as long as the powers that be keep us safe they can have whatever they want. 2030. You ever heard of Agenda 2030? That's what Swab and his cohorts are gearing towards. Yuval Noah Harari. He is Klaus Swab's right-hand man, we could say. He's a Jew. He's also a sodomite. He's a vegan. And he's an evolutionist. So he's, he's quite a mixed up sort of an individual, an individual, a mixed up sort of a critter. By the way, he's a candidate for the Antichrist. Not saying today that he's definitely the Antichrist, beast, but just to leave a verse of scripture from the book of Daniel with you, or a phrase from a verse. It says in the book of Daniel that the Antichrist will have no desire for women. The desire of women will not be with him. He'll not have a desire for women. 
Well, there's two options really there, isn't it? One, the Antichrist is the Pope, someone who's celibate. But could it be that the Antichrist will actually turn out to be a sodomite, a homosexual, who has no desire for women? It's a possibility. It's a possibility that we cannot rule out today. But Mr. Harari, his goal is transhumanism. I know that's a bit of a mouthful on a Sunday morning. But he wants to turn you and me, basically to sum it up, he wants to turn us into hybrids. You're part human and you're part robot. You're part physical and you're part digital. Again, it's back to control. It's all about control over the individual. But of course, we who follow Christ, we have only one Lord, only one King, and only one person who controls us. And even in the Bible class today, we were looking at Acts chapter 5, we ought to obey God rather than men. We are not to be the servants of men, but rather the servants of God. Brother, sister in Christ today, do not seek for man's approval. Just seek for God's approval. All you need to have is his approval. Doesn't matter what the world thinks about you. Doesn't matter even what other Christians think about you. It's irrelevant. What matters is what God thinks about you. And God knows your intentions and your desire to serve him. So be encouraged. Even if your intentions to serve him don't actually materialize and you don't actually do what you had planned to do. The Lord knows your heart. He knows that you want to live for him. So don't be taken up with being popular. The Lord Jesus Christ wasn't popular. I mean, I mean, they said he was demon-possessed. They said he was insane. They punched him. They spat upon him. And yet so many churches and Christians today want to be popular and well-spoken of in the community. Very different from our Lord So these, these men, these, these individuals, are architects behind commercial Babylon. And they're going to build this, this financial system in defiance of Almighty God. But, but the reality is it's going to all come crashing down someday. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Pray for those men. For they're not too far away for the Lord to save them. They're not beyond the reach of the grace of God. No one is beyond the reach of the grace of God. No matter how evil and how sinister they may be. You're not beyond the reach of God's grace today. None of us are. While there's life, there's hope. Jesus Christ, our wonderful Redeemer today, who will one day bring down commercial Babylon. He invites you to come to him today and to receive his salvation, which is a free gift. Isaiah 55 verse 1, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come by uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and receive his gift of forgiveness. Salvation cannot be purchased with money. It's absolutely free. Salvation is something that is far more 
valuable than money, money can't buy it. Commercial Babylon one day will fall. We're told of that fall in Revelation 18, verse 11. The merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. For no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Verse 15. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. 17 and 18. For in one hour so great riches is come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors And as many as trade by the sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? So the the constant repetition is there, the merchants. John's inspired to write of the merchants. Commerce. Commercial Babylon is falling. By the way, there's a foretaste of it today in our world. You think about the city of Shanghai and the madness that's going on there at the minute with the lockdowns. But think about the port of Shanghai because even as we sit here and worship the Lord this morning listening to his word, do you know that in the port uh, there or outside around the port in Shanghai there are some 470 ships, container ships that cannot get in to the port of Shanghai It's, it's like a foretaste of the fall of commercial Babylon happening in our world today. Oh, if you're a Christian, you don't have to be afraid when you hear things like this. Be excited to actually be living through it. The fulfillment of prophecy. Things that are beginning to happen that the Bible uh, speaks of. But then let me move to political Babylon. It's not only commercial Babylon, there's political Babylon. Could it be that one day this political system, this evil system, will be located in the ancient city of Babylon? Back to Babel? It's not beyond the the realms of possibility. Let me suggest why. There is much work going on to rebuild Iraq at the present time with a lot of investment from outside governments and organizations such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There has been serious discussion about the UN moving its headquarters from New York to Baghdad. The UN has already 21 regional headquarters in Iraq. The United States has had military interests in Iraq for over 30 years now, with significant numbers of troops on the ground since the beginning of the Second Gulf War. What began as an attempt to find weapons of mass destruction, which, by the way, were never found because they didn't actually exist, has resulted in almost two decades of U.S. occupation of the country. Could it be that political Babylon is going to be rebuilt in the ancient city where the Tower of Babel was? Back to Babel. But no matter where the enemies of Christ make their epicenter of their political life, no matter where that might be, whether it's 
uh, Iraq or the United States or the United Kingdom or wherever, we know that one day political Babylon will fall. The Lord Jesus Christ will bring it down because we read again in, in Revelation 18, it's verse 9 and 10 this time, and the kings of the earth, in other words, the rulers, the politicians, the bureaucrats, who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Yes, political Babylon is going to fall. And then, of course, there's religious Babylon. Religious Babylon. There's a system abroad in our, in our world. There's a mindset in our world today, and it's religious Babylon. It's idolatry, the worship of idols. I mean, they do it in California today. They offer their babies to Moloch. We call it abortion. Do you know that in California today, a bill has been passed whereby you can murder a child before it's born, while it is being born, and after it's born? California. That's idolatry, the worship of the Old Testament God, Moloch. Well, in our nation, we, we can't really... Um, take the moral high ground because we slaughter infants too. Over the last couple of years in our little province, more than 3,000 unborn children have been murdered. And if the government in Westminster have their way, that will be bumped up to 6,500, not every two years, but every year. Moloch. Religious Babylon, worshipping the God of abortion, who demands more and more innocent infant blood. What about Amazon? Did you notice this past week the headline about the um, multinational online company Amazon? Jeff Bezos, the founder, he has said that his employees will be paid expenses if they have to travel to have an abortion. Amazon will cover their expenses. Religious Babylon is being built. The LGBT juggernaut. Oh, it's a religion today. You better believe it. It's, it's an idol. Dare you say anything against the LGBT movement? The climate change agenda? We have to look after this earth. The mother goddess Gaia. And of course the whole thrust of the, of the debate and the argument is that there's not, there aren't enough resources on this planet. They're going to run out. Which by the way is a slight upon the creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever, whenever he created the worlds, and you'll hear more about that tonight. When the Savior made the worlds at the beginning... Ah, he made sure that there would be an abundance of supply until the end of time. He's a saviour who gives us abundance. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So don't worry about the scaremongering. We're not going to run out of resources. The Lord will provide as he always does. 
the idolatry of the climate change movement. Religious Babylon being erected all around us. Net zero by 2050. No carbon emissions. I always thought that uh, CO2 was plant food. What are the trees and the plants going to do if we get rid of all this carbon? They take in the CO2 and they give out oxygen. What are we going to do with the less oxygen, lack of oxygen on the planet? I mean, maybe I'm just, I just look at things too simplistically. I don't know. But we can see religious Babylon being erected all around us today. The idolatry of it all. You notice in verse 8 of Revelation 14, you notice... It gives us the reason why religious Babylon will fall. Look at verse 8. Because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. This religious system is exporting her idolatry across the world. And surely, folks, we can join the dots, can't we? We can see how abortion and the LGBT movement and climate change and all these things, how they're being exported all over the world. It's idolatry. It's a a religion, isn't it? But the Lord says, it's all coming down because I'm going to reign supreme someday and I'll have the last laugh and he will. Yes, Babylon will fall just as, just as Goliath fell in the Old Testament whenever David put a stone in his forehead. Goliath came down. Babylon is coming down. Just as Dagon collapsed before the Ark of the Covenant and they had to set him up again and he fell down again. So Commercial Babylon, political Babylon, and religious Babylon is going to fall flat on its face. Hallelujah. To the work, to the work. There is labor for all, for the kingdom of darkness and error shall fall, and the name of Jehovah exalted shall be in the loud swelling chorus. Salvation is free.